The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum and welcome to the book club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana Mahmood. Um, now today, I know I've been um, away for a bit actually. I haven't done um, a live show for um, a couple of weeks, so please do forgive me. Um, but I'm really excited to be back um, back on air and uh, discussing a really, really lovely book, which is called Prayers of the Pious. And this is written um, or compiled or written, I guess, by um, Dr. Uh, Omar Suleiman. Um, so I'll start by reading um, the blurb and then I'm going to um, introduce you to our lovely guest as well. Um, so the blurb for Prayers of the Pious is this inspirational collection of prayers and reminders is the perfect companion for anyone who wishes to connect to the divine. Sheikh Omar Suleiman provides us with 30 short prayers taken from the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad and the early generations, each with a short reminder to deepen the impact of the prayer in our lives. Prayers of the pious provide spiritual gems that serve as valuable wisdom and practical advice for the soul. By reading the short work with an attentive heart, the reader can cultivate love for God and his messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and live life with gratitude and contentment. Um, so that's a really uh, beautiful blurb to a very beautiful book. And um, I've had this book, I'd say, only um, for about maybe a year. I think I purchased it um, last Ramadan, and that was because I'd heard um, from many, many people it's um, it's an excellent book. It's something that they always keep with them and they, they dip into. And I think it really sounded like a, it's made like a huge impact and difference uh, difference in um, to people's lives. So you know, I, I bought it, and definitely, I think it, it's become one of my favourite um, books. And um, yeah, and it really did help me actually in Ramadan as well, for sure. Um, so that's what we're going to be discussing today. And my lovely guest this morning is somebody you probably will have heard of um, on the live on Friday morning. So we are joined by Neelam Mughal. Um, Assalamu alaikum, Neelam. Alaikum salam. Thank you so much for joining um, me this morning. It's always it's a good excuse really just to just to be able to um, speak to you. Yeah, well, it's nice having a catch up with you as well this morning. So thank yeah. you for having me on. No, no, no. I'm really looking forward to um, discussion. So maybe we could um, start with just, um, I don't know, you obviously, I assume, have a copy of the book. Um, yeah. What were your first impressions of it? Um, so um, uh, like yourself, uh, Imrana, um, I bought the book um probably the Ramadan before yourself, uh, mm -hmm. with the intention, because it has 30 prayers, to read one a day. So I was going to try and read one a day and share it with the children and read it to the family and um, try and uh, analyse each prayer for each day as well. So um, that was my thoughts by, behind buying the book. Um, but the actual book itself... Um, I don't know about you, Sib, I really love the cover. I think the way the book's been designed is just, um, I mean, it's not much colour to it, but just at the at the front where the, the way the tree's designed, because um, I think when I think about du'a and prayer in itself, I always associate myself uh, sitting in the night and supplicating in the night and looking at this book, it uh, links it to the night sky um, and us raising our hands above um, and it just feels really significant to the way the 
what the book's going to be about. I don't think it really needs much more detail on the cover. I don't know, would you agree? Yeah, no, no, definitely. And I think, you know, sometimes the most simplest like of illustrations in books have like the greatest impact. And um, and so obviously for listeners, they, they, basically what you can see is that there's a dark blue, um, dark blue cover and there's a, there's a tree. Um, but the leaves are kind of in, in, in silver, almost like foil foil type um, when you look at it. But they look like the leaves are kind of uh, floating up into just above. You know, I, I, for me anyway, they look, they look like they're floating. But, but and I think coming back to what Neelam is saying, I think that there is this kind of idea that when you do your du'a, it's kind of almost being carried carried you know um to allah um there's obviously i mean i don't know um for sure but i think there is some hadith about angels and them taking midwa up to allah as well something like that um so it kind of just you know it feels like that and what you said about almost the night sky and i think what's really wonderful about it being almost that single color but the, the slight pink that could be either dawn or dusk mm -hmm. depending you know so just <laughs> just within that it's covered it could be any time of the day or night which is really really beautiful so no, i agree with what agree with what you said um so all right so like we said so it's obviously a compilation of 30 um different um prayers and was and you know you were sharing that you know you try to read off during Ramadan one a day which is you know such a lovely idea and I suspect that might be one of the reasons that um that there are 30 because you know um Imam Umar Suleiman have almost kind of made it um for that yeah. reason so when you read um there's a little introduction i'm not going to read all of it um but yeah. there is um a part here so it says in the introduction that imam ahmed may allah be pleased with him was once asked what is the distance between us and the throne of god a pious prayer from a pure heart was his reply and that's how we connect to allah glorified and exalted is he when we look at the prophetic prescriptions of prayers the best prayers and the best supplications are the one ones taught to us by the quran by the divine revelation and by the prophet peace be upon him who encouraged um the people around him to learn to call upon allah in a personal way um and then it just goes on to explain that the book is actually based on a series that um imam umar suleiman delivered um during ramadan 2018. um now obviously imam umar suleiman is um the founder of yukin institute and they do obviously many different courses and there's so much that they uh, do even though it's based in the us um Obviously, there's kind of like a global, I guess, following um, definitely of his work. Um, so how about we, um, do you want to like maybe share some of your du'as from the book? Should we go yeah, into that? I can do, but um, I just wanted to touch on um, the whole concept of um, yeah. prayer, if I can. Because um, sure. one thing this book... Um, reading i mean uh as guilty as i am with many of the books that i start and, and never finish this is one of them as well so this is added to the list as well where I, I did have the good intention of completing it but i think i got midway and then we stopped and um mm -hmm. and then i put it away just like m my other books but um one of the things that really um stood out to me was um the the genuineness uh genuineness and sincerity in the the, the pious people that he mentions in the book of when they pray. So, I mean, um, from my own experience, um, only when we face a hardship or a difficulty um, do we, we, you know, we stop in everything that we do. And I feel I become very sincere and genuine in my 
prayer and my and it's almost like a request from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you know please take us out of this hardship or bring us on ease and you know so it's the what I really liked was that they didn't they felt like every day was a hardship because they didn't look at this world as this is our life and uh, you know making daily prayers for solely just this world it was it was for the hereafter and it was you know clean my heart clean my soul make my life in the hereafter easier and they were all making you know prayers for the hereafter and i just thought that was lovely because they didn't face a hardship like you know i i feel that whenever i'm in a in a difficult moment um i will sit down and and i because i'm in need then and we're in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so you will you will ask in a different way when you when you make that prayer whereas if you were just making a prayer you know at the end of your salah we just make it out of routine but when you are in a hardship and you're facing that trial or difficulty you're it's almost like your your du'as become very sincere and it's and it's like that throughout this book with them um, with the prayers that they make yeah yeah, and it's such an important thing that you share there, actually, because you're right. It's so, I guess, anything which is um, part of uh, our commands and obligations to Allah, there's that risk of, because it's a ritual, it will just become ritualistic and almost, you know, like you said, it's just out of habit. Um, I'm definitely, you know, guilty of that too. Like, um, so whether it's just rushing my du'a, like I, I, I've never left the, I've never like left the, got up from the prayer mat and not done du'a, but you know, how much of it is, you know, my, my really present, you know, especially if I've still got dinner to call, you know, and all these things. And, and you're right. I think that, that, um, importance of just being really present and, and, um, and, uh, you know, and I think we'll maybe touch upon it later, but, you know, I know many people um, have almost like a, a dua list. But again, there's still that risk, isn't there? You can have a list, and but it's about being really sincere, you know, yeah, when you're asking, well, definitely. I mean, I know, for example, um, you know, my my um, granddad, my dad, when he uh, passed away many years ago, um, but even, so while he was still alive, I remember, you know, we were talking about death and dying, and, you know, he said to me, look, I want you to remember, always remember me in your, in your du'as, like, please, like, after I'm gone. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, that's just it. I, I'll be rushing. And I think, actually, you know, I feel like it's an amana. Like, I want, you know, relatives who have passed away, but especially, you know, maybe our grandparents and, you know, parents, etc. whatever it might be. Um, yeah, I guess just to take the time out. And, yeah. and I guess that, yeah, just those sincere few words can, you know, make hugely different so no thank well, you for that. no I, I mean i don't know about yourself imana but i i feel um and it's probably um the generation i grew up in and the and the way the uh, quran was taught to me but i always uh, felt um because i think another reason i bought this book was because i really struggle making dua like i really you know the dua is something um, I always grew up thinking I need to recite an ayah from the Quran. I need to like memorize this surah and 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 say that and understand what I'm asking for and saying. And it's only as I've got older and had kids that I realized that actually, um, and especially reading this book, that um, your dua doesn't. Ha I mean, it's lovely. It's really good, you know, um, if you have recited the Quran and understood what you are uh, reading and 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 reciting an ayah in your dua it's it's lovely to be able to do that but 
it, you don't have to because you know as a busy mum we're so guilty of just like when we read our salah we just quickly get up and just read the basics okay I've just got to you know my 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 routine is I've got to read this and read this and then just get up and get on but actually it's your moment to take that time out and and it's just words you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understands every language yeah. and so we, when we make a dua it doesn't have to be um an ayah from the Quran, or it doesn't have to be a surah that we've memorized. You know, it can just be us simply asking in our own words for something. I mean, my um, my daughter's just turned 10 and I'm getting her to really understand how to pray salah. So reading the salah and just the opening surah Fatiha, just to get her to understand the reasoning. of And reading the translation, I was like, wow, you know, even just that simple surah the power behind that opening of the quran just understanding that if we said it in english and and did our prayer like that i mm. think it would have a total different impact on us um and you know um and it's made me think you know when i'm reading it that I actually really read mm. it word for word because each word has has an impact and you know um the significance of surah fatiha being the opening of the quran um, is fantastic as well. So, you know, just getting her to understand that. But I had to take that step back to really understand. And it's only when you're explaining it to a child, you realize that actually this is quite simple. But we really over complex things by saying, you know, um, sim yeah. even like when someone says, do dhikr, you're like, okay, do dhikr, but what, what shall I read? You know, what's the best thing to read? You know, but yeah. just say Allah's name, read Allah's yeah. name, you know, the significance behind that is you know powerful as well yeah yeah absolutely and it's so um i mean even what you said again i maybe just come back to the introduction and um it says in here you know if you think about what a personal dua looks like the word in arabic is munajad if i'm pronouncing that correctly but basically it means intimate conversation um and then it goes on to say that allah doesn't care if it rhymes or how it sounds or even in what language you call out to him it doesn't matter what's important mm -hmm is how sincere it is and you know you're, you're absolutely right it's true um that we do sometimes get bogged down of, of, on what we're saying and how we're saying it um yeah. but actually yeah it's it's just those um the sincerity and the words that you're saying um so yeah no no absolutely um so then uh the book so we're discussing today is prayers of the pious by imam omar suleiman um and it's a compilation of 30 um, duas and reminders obviously we talked a little bit about um the, the cover itself and even within the book it's you know the, the layout is is really lovely and actually everything's so so concise and at the end of each um like the R, there's obviously a bit of an explanation and context and then there's um page uh, of basically just a red page with like really lovely uh, white writing just kind of giving a context on on what is like a takeaway reminder when you get to the end of each dua which i think you know works really really well um so maybe we can share some of our um ones you know i don't favorite ones or ones that really you know kind of um really spoke to us do you want to do you want to start on them big one yeah i i can start off I've, I've picked a few um but um the first one was um uh, number 12 so if you, you've got the book so this one is um don't make an example out of me mm -hmm. um so i mean uh, i won't read the arabic i'll read the english translation if that's okay um mm -hmm. do not make a lesson out of me for others and do not let there be anyone who benefits more than me from what you have taught me so um my understanding of this prayer is that, you know, we should ultimately practice what we preach. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, 
whatever we are um, sharing our knowledge, um, uh, whatever we are imparting to others, mm-hmm. we should benefit from it the most. Um, and um, uh, there is something that he says here in um, uh, number page 52, uh, just may Allah uh, glorified and exalted is he make us among those who learn and benefit from what is correct, teach others what is correct and that we will enter Jannah with those who are righteous, not just as people of knowledge, but as worshippers and people who acted upon that knowledge as well. I mean, mm-hmm. so I, I really liked that because I thought that's, you know, it's very true because, um, you know, you think you've learned something and, you know, just you've just got to go and share it with someone and do, you know, pass on that knowledge. But are we actually benefiting from that knowledge um, most ourselves first before we part from that? And I think being a mum, when you know something and you're sharing that with your child and you want to raise them in a certain way, it's really important that we are practicing what we are teaching and preaching to our children and we're not just you know, um, saying to them, this is, this is, uh, it's it's quite hard because it's really, you don't want, you want them to love the religion. So you don't want them to feel that this is the regiment way of doing things. So you have to, it's like a boot camp. You just have to do this, this, this. You have to try and make them understand the love behind why they're doing what they're doing. And I think if you are not solid and comfortable in that yourself, Mm -hmm. it's going to be very hard to pass on that, emotion and feeling to your children and make them feel in that same way that was one of them I don't know if you want me to carry on reading all the ones that I've picked or if you want to yeah I mean we can do maybe one each and then kind of discuss we do it that way um so as it's kind of almost linked a little bit to this one so um there's the the one um it's number 19 on page 77 called make you better um so again, I'll, I'll read the, the English um, translation. So Allah, make me better than how they think of me and forgive me for what they do not know about me and do not take me to account for what they say about me. Um, so for, for a bit of context, um, this it's, well, you know, Imam Suleiman just explains a little bit about this idea again of almost hypocrisy and how that can actually affect any of us um that you know you outwardly look a certain way or you're acting a certain way and people think of you in a certain way um but actually we all do have our faults and it's very easy i guess to to um outwardly display a certain character behavior but we don't always necessarily practice that you know at home when we're um, not you know uh exposed to people outside for example um and i thought it's such a such a beautiful yeah reminder because you know how many of us will have like that type of ego we're potentially being praised outside of you know whether it's friends or you know just acquaintances but actually you know within the home you know cephala <laughs> where you know daily you know committing you know god knows what sins and um you know there's this idea of you know allah yeah out of his mercy he veils our faults but more importantly i think it's i think it's just a reminder of acknowledging that that is the that is the case and i remember even speaking to my sister recently and you know this idea that even when you see good in people what you're actually seeing is like a manifestation of allah's attributes so mm. we know that all good comes from allah so if you notice something something really kind or gentle or loving in another human being is actually you're almost like bearing witness to yeah i mean allah's attributes so and anything other than that is really mm-hmm. our own you know shortcomings 
and yeah it's just a way of i guess controlling that ego but also more importantly being able yeah it's yeah so yeah similar to what you were saying being able to practice what you preach but within even closed yeah. you know, spaces and, and inside I like so, the way you um like down in Marana there about um Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attributes and um uh, uh, and the making me because yes I think as humans we are continuously fighting with our ego um uh, and especially when I think there's a hadith around you're never fully educated you're never you your knowledge never comes to an end we're always continuously learning and we are always going to I mean even now as parents you know each stage of our life we are going to acquire a new piece of knowledge and we are always going to be utilizing that knowledge in some form of way as well and uh, and learning from it so um I think that's really true because we can get quite um complacent and say no you know I, I, I've done with my learning. I, I know what I know now, and this is I can't take in any more information uh, now or learn anything now. But there is never we can always improve ourselves. And I think my understanding from this prayer is always always looking at ways of improving ourselves and and not being complacent with the way we are with people. You know, always strive to do to do the best. Yeah, and I think it's just important, actually, I was going to mention this dua itself, um, just before we go to the break, was uh, by um, Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Anhu, and we know from his deeds the amount of count, we don't know, obviously, the amount of deeds he did that no one knows about except him. Um, and again, it comes down to that sincerity, and even if someone like Sayyidina Abu Bakr was, do, you know, asking for this prayer, knowing, you know, the, the amazing status that he had, it has in Islam, you know, again, it's, it's just that, um, yeah, it does make you really think about uh, oneself as well. Um, so we are heading um, to the break. That actually really whizzed by quite quickly. Um, so uh, we are discussing today prayers of the pious by Imam Umar Suleiman. After uh, the break, we're going to continue the conversation uh, with myself and Neelam. Uh, we're going to talk about some more of our favourite du'as from the book. And hopefully, you know, we, we can just really um, just go, I guess, and dig a bit more deeper about some of the impacts, positive impact um, that it has. So we'll see you in a few moments. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh everyone. Welcome back to Prayers of the Pious. In this situation, you have a group of people surrounding a great scholar in his elderly age and asking him for a dua, asking him for a supplication that he could share. And a lot of times in these personal gatherings, sometimes these personal supplications that are imparted are uh, truly beautiful and contain deep lessons. And the man that we're speaking about today is Yusuf ibn al-Husayn rahimahullah ta'ala. Yusuf ibn al-Husayn, um, as he was sitting with, uh, with, with a small group of people, someone said to him, Oh Abu Ya'qub, his son's name was Ya'qub, as we see these men used to love to name after the prophets. Oh Abu Ya'qub, uh, share with us one of these du'as. So he thought for some time, and then he said, Allahumma inni nasahtu li khalqika zahiran, wa ghashashtu nafsi batinan, Oh Allah, I was sincere to your creation in public, but I cheated myself in private. Please excuse my private disgrace because of my sincerity to your creation. 
he actually died after he shared this dua. So he cried and he passed away after he shared this dua and this wish with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this contains a deep meaning that's not found in any of the other supplications in this series. That many times you'll find an empath or you'll find someone that, that has sincerity to the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in the process of being sincere to the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they lose sincerity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they lose uh, that, those private moments of, of devotion. And they excuse themselves from doing those things because of the great things that they do outside of the outside of the house. And that's why you'll find that some of the greatest people in history had the greatest personal flaws. Because it's very easy to be fooled into thinking that I'm doing all this great stuff for everyone else so I don't have to worry about myself in private. I can excuse a little bit of excess in private. And in this situation, you have this man that is calling upon Allah with full acknowledgement and says to Allah, Oh Allah, I was sincere to your creation in public, but I was disgraceful in private. So I didn't harm anyone, but I harmed myself. So forgive me for that private disgrace because of my sincerity to your creation. It's a beautiful dua because it contains the acknowledgement that I fell short in private, but I want to be forgiven for that. And Allah knows whether his private life actually had anything that was uh, deeply flawed or if it was simply the high standard that he held himself to. But this is a, a beautiful way to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah forgive us for the things that we do in private that harm ourselves because of the good that we do to his creation and that is certainly beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also rectify our private and our public lives in a way that is most pleasing to him. Allahumma ameen. Jazakumullah khairan. Inshallah, see you next time. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamualaikum. Um, this is the Book Club Show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana Mahmood. Um, so you just heard there um, a clip from Praise of the Pious uh, by Dr. Omar um, Suleiman, which is the book that we're discussing today. Um, the first half, we were discussing some of our, um, well, some of our um, favorite du'as, um, all ones that have had a really um, kind of, I guess, a big impact. Uh, on ourselves. So I am joined in the studio, um, virtual studio, I should say, um, by assistant Neelam. So um, how are you, um, Neelam? How are you doing? Yeah, Samagam, I'm good. Um, a bit cold this morning, actually, Marana. I forgot to mention that bit, how cold I am. But yeah, it's yeah, cold. I mean, the thing is, this, the sun was literally out. I remember as soon as I introduced you, I thought, oh, the sun's out. And now it's absolutely completely disappeared, which we should be used to it by now. But yeah. I have my winter coat and everything. I haven't yet got to the point where I'm wearing um, a scarf and gloves, though, have you? No, um, I did think this morning, actually, I think I might need some gloves yeah. uh, because my, my I, I felt no circulation in my hands whatsoever this morning. Yeah, and yeah. so I thought gloves, 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 yes. But, you know, it is it is nearly December now. So I, I guess, you know, we can't really complain because it's been no, quite... Exactly. Yeah. It's been all right. It's been pretty mild, actually. We, we, we haven't had it, I guess, too, too bad. So, um, no, 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 I definitely agree with you there. Um, so coming back to um, today's book, so we're talking about praise of the pious and that um, clip we just heard um, was uh, number 23. Um, the book says, my sincerity um, to, to your creation. Anything in particular that really struck you about this thought are, um, or having listened to that clip? Um, yeah, you know, uh, in, the, in the honesty, I think it's his honesty because, um, you know, uh, 
we're not quite open about you know when we do something wrong it's a bit yeah. of you know we'll say yeah yeah you know I, I i've done wrong i've done wrong but we're not very openly honest yeah. about publicly sitting in in a place and saying to somebody that um you know in my own uh, private place or in just where you know where it's just me and allah i have commit sin or i have done wrong or i have been unjust um and we're not we're not very open about saying when we're wrong so i think that's the bit that's really um stood out to me there that you know it he he was very honest about um you know and and he's a, quite a pious man again and so you know um yeah i think that's what really stood out to me there yeah yeah, I mean, I remember when reading it, obviously just listening to it um, uh, as well, the fact that um, he obviously well, he passed away after, you know, making the and he cried and passed away. I just can't even get my head around. Yeah. I know we keep coming to this idea of sincerity, but to imagine that the last words and moment that you had in the beginning of this to, was to acknowledge that, you yeah. know, what you're saying, to actually acknowledge that, that there's something you know there's a fault there and you're asking for forgiveness and then to pass away i mean the immense i just don't know it just you know yeah. it gives me really goosebumps just thinking about it and and again i think yeah that's probably one of the things that you can take away hopefully from, from the show that 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 place of um really speaking from your heart and really digging down deep and and i guess we can't really do that maybe until we're properly pausing so it's what we were talking about you know right at the beginning of the show that mm. sometimes in, in that rush and in you know in, in all of that kind of uh, things that really ritual and it become like a habit actually to really pause and and, and really think about what we're asking of our um mm. and then obviously of course inshallah to you know for, for allah then to um to well yeah to well yeah just to accept the dua i guess so i think that really um really said something different and obviously even uh imam Umar Suleiman says in it that obviously that's one um that are out of all the ones that are compiled in the book that it's not found in any other you know series and again it makes you think that, that of course there must be something really special even within the bars themselves that you know you can probably look for um but yeah and no, i thought i thought that was um really lovely um so do you want to um share um yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah so the next one that um, um i picked is number 13 um which is a bit similar to what we've been just discussing um really um a station of patience without trial um and it's something that i mentioned earlier on um in the show about um how in throughout the book the prayers from the pious they're all genuine and they're sincere in their prayer and you know they they don't they're not facing a hardship or a difficult moment and we as humans uh, mm -hmm. in today's day and age we will only become sincere i feel um mm -hmm. when we are facing a um a, a hardship or a difficulty so um uh, I, i'm just going to briefly mention this i mean we had covid as a whole family and it was quite you know sad in the sense that it's covid and it's scary and it was it, it, you know it was a trial that we um we as a family face alhamdulillah we you know we had minor symptoms and we've all recovered really well from it and were able to move on and continue our life as normal but it was a moment where you know it was a station of patience without trial this 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 dua really stood out to me at that po at that moment because um it um it just says at the beginning uh, this the dua in english is oh allah if you have granted any righteous servant of your yours a station because of a trial they face then grant it to me while sparing me that trial so even within that dua you're asking for 
um, the hardship, but you're also asking for ease at the same time as well, so that, you know, don't become the subject of that hardship. Mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, and I like the way um, it says, um, be graceful when Allah tests you, because it might be the case that we can only reach that station of Allah's pleasure by going through that trial and test. Mm -hmm. So that really resonated with me, because I thought, yes, actually, that's very true. And, you know, um, we have to take on any hardship that comes because it's only making us more closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we then change the way we behave we will be more sincere in our dua we will automatically have this closer connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we are facing this hardship and as I was saying our duas and prayers become more sincere then because we are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then so it all changes yeah, yeah, that's right. And and it's really interesting because um, I don't know where I read it or I heard it, but recently, like I, I was when making the art, it, it linked to this, um, the idea that you, you're right, you know, that hardship, mm. you know, and then to be patient in the hardship and almost actually have a sense of gratitude because you're right, it's bringing us closer to Allah. But then this other aspect that, you know, where it says in Allah, then, you know, grant it, um, to grant um, that kind of high station without, you know, um, well, sparing from the, that trial itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he hearing somewhere that, you know, you want to, ideally you'd like to come to Allah, like through pleasure rather than pain. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously that would be, you know, but but I guess you're right, sometimes it's, it just doesn't work that way. And we have to go through the hardship, not only to um, acknowledge and, and really appreciate times of ease because obviously if the world you know the dunya is not perfect if, if you know if everything was perfect and great we wouldn't actually have anything to be thankful for almost it would just be a state of, of living um so then alhamdulillah i think you know it's a it's a really lovely one that you've picked i think and again this kind of notion of, of patience you know it's <laughs> i mean it's pretty hard right it's it's really it's not easy to, to be patient. And it's really interesting. I used to think I'm a really patient person. And then I got married. Then I had children. And I was yeah. like, no, actually, I haven't been tested. I really haven't been tested, you know? So it's mm. really funny when you kind of think you, and I think that there is that, you know, this idea of um, wisdom coming with age. Obviously, it's not related to numbers. It's the fact that your life experiences, they, yeah. they bring you through so many different type of trials, I guess, and different hardships. Yeah that you, yeah. you can kind of compare and be thankful for them. So, yeah, no, alhamdulillah, I, I quite like that. Was, was there anything else you wanted to share on that? Yeah, I just wanted to add to that. Um, so, you know, um, the other du'a that I picked was, um, uh, I've got two more, but I'll go, I'll jump one. Um, don't mm -hmm. ask Allah for patience, which is on page 81. Now, this mm -hmm. one um, really mm -hmm. stood out to me um, because um, I love the way... Um, uh, Imam Umar Suleiman has um, talked about this hadith because I, I read it and um, a while back from somewhere else and I just thought um, it's quite long so I won't um, uh, go into to the actual um, the why itself but basically um, the Prophet Sallallahu had a, um, a practice where they would go around in the mosque and listen to other people that were supplicating and making um, a prayer or dua and um you know just that picturing that i just thought can you imagine how beautiful that must have been mm -hmm. and um 
and they would go and they would just you know uh, uh, listen in to what people are asking for and you know touch their shoulder that that's you know good dua that's good mm-hmm. and I think they got to the third person and uh, they asked uh, they heard this person and this person is saying um, Allah uh, grant me patience which is what we've been talking about and and it's something that we say all the time oh, Allah you know uh, give the family sabr when you've lost someone or you know give the fa- sabr is such a big thing and we're always asking for sabr and the Prophet actually stopped and said to this man that you have now just asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hardships mm-hmm. so you you by asking for patience you have just because you were only going to be tested with your patience when you go through the hardship so instead of asking for sabr and patience ask for ease and that has completely after I read this it has really changed everything even to you know when I speak with people that have lost loved ones I'm always I I am very conscious of how I say it and I always say may Allah grant you ease mm-hmm. may Allah grant you ease you know and the family ease and and I've really changed the way I say it because I sabr was something that I used to say so easily I mean and even um Imam Suleiman go, says goes on to say that you know um, we should, as Muslims, ask for patience. We should have that attribute within us to have patience and acceptance, and you know go through trials with ease. You know, um, as I just mentioned in the previous du'a, we should have patience. But in this particular du'a, you don't uh, ask for it in this in this way. You you ask for ease, and and it just really stood out to me, and I and I really like that because. It's a bit contradictory to the one that I just mentioned before, where you're asking for patience mm. through this trial, but then you're asking Allah, don't. I'm not asking for patience. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. it really stood with me. So I, I don't know. What do you think, Imran? Yeah, no, no. That's really interesting. I hadn't really given, I hadn't thought about it actually. Um, I think, I think it it, it makes so much sense because. We, we, and I think sometimes we do that. I think, you know, that there's this notion of, um, uh, again, you know, Sahadith, or I don't know, Sahadith uh, Qudsiya, or maybe it's in the Quran, I'm not sure, but, you know, when Allah says that I am as my servant thinks of me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think many of us sometimes, um, I shouldn't say, actually, I'm speaking for myself, um, mm-hmm. sometimes you, you automatically just go to Allah as in, um, in that need and despair and you kind of you know always wanting to ask forgiveness but actually reminding ourselves that Allah is full of mercy you know and all, you know we can actually it's okay to say Allah actually just give me an easy life right yeah. because Allah is in control of everything Allah is uh, is ultimate power you know and we should be able to you know um have that hope you know all the time in Allah's mercy and in Allah's you know um a bounty that you know he can grant us whatever we ask for so if it is asking for ease and not wanting hardship you know Allah has the power to do that and um yeah so yeah I don't know I think it's quite powerful just thinking yeah about it. I know I think it's just the concept of um yeah. uh, sabr and changing that sabr with ease was the, yeah. the thing that I was trying to get my head around and I just thought wow it's so true because you know um I think I was mentioning it to you that um you know often 
like um, when people say to us, um, I'll make dua for me, it's almost become a bit of lip service, isn't it? Where you say to them that, oh, yeah, yeah you know, make dua for me, make dua. And you, and you just nod saying, yes, I will. And, you know, I am guilty of this. I, I don't. And um, I'm sorry, I'm going to bring Ertrigal into this. But, you know, the Turkish series Ertrigal, you know, it, it was only from watching that, I, I realized that actually, you know, you don't have to be in the state of wudu. You don't have to be sitting down at your moment of salah, at the end of your salah, and remember, ah, oh, yes, so-and-so asked me to make dua for them. You know, when they faced any trial, any good moment, anything that happened that was momentous in that episode, um, they stood there and made the dua then and there. And it, and it just made me think, gosh, you know, we don't do that enough, you know. Um, Simple things like, you know, going to the school run and having a close encounter where the car could have, you know, really turned upside down, you know, anything like that. And you're coming back and, you know, you're just making that dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank you so much for saving us from, you know, a calamity, you know, anything. And and it made me really realize that, you know, when somebody now says make dua for me, I do try my very best to do it then and there and say to them, may Allah, you know, ease your illness, grant you shifa, you know, say it then and there, rather than saying, yes, sure, I'll make that dua for you. And then it just doesn't happen. So I think that's a, another thing that's really important from this as well, that we learn to not make it lip service and just become, you know, exactly. saying it like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you brought Ertrigal into it. So, <laughs> you know, but, but no, you're right. I think it's just so, we, we do, we, we box ourselves in, don't we? That you know, we have to sit at a certain time. And like you said, maybe we need to be in wudu and have our head covered and, you know, all these things, yeah. you know. Um, but actually, that's that's not it. Allah's with us all the time, right? We're, we're in Allah's presence, should I say, all the time it is somewhat. And um, yeah, in any moment, you know, to take and, and, and say a prayer and do a dua is really beautiful that we can have, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about, um, Islam as well, because we are always, always connected to our creator, no matter what we're doing and where we are. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's such a, it's such a lovely feeling, I guess, just to know that no matter what we're going through. Um, so no, for, for sure. And, and I just kind of linked to um, the, the one, the next one that I was going to um, talk about, the one of the du'as in Praise of the Pious. So this one is uh, number 18, a reminder of my illness. Mm. Um, and this, you know, I mean, my like, you know, I've had up and down health recently. And, you know, I remember reading this and just thinking, oh, my goodness, like, so basically, just to give context, obviously, I'll read the translation and a little bit of, of what the context is. So the dua is remove um, the illness or sustainer of mankind, cure the disease for you are the one who cures. There is no cure except your cure. Grant me a cure that leaves no illness. Yeah. So Imam um, Suleiman then gives a context that Awas al-Ghani, may Allah be pleased with him, was the man that the Prophet spoke about that never met. He told his companions that if they ever met this man because of his closeness to Allah, that they should ask him um, to ask Allah to seek forgiveness for them. And he gave a description of Awas. And then he goes on um, to just explain that on Hajj, um, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab tries to search for him and asks him um, to ask Allah for forgiveness. Um, and that basically that the status of um, awareness of Gadmi is for two reasons. Um, so one is that, um, I'm just trying to find it. So he said that Awas um, had leprosy and he asked Allah glorified and exalted is he to cure him from the leprosy except for a piece the size of a coin, a dirham. 
And Wes also was a man who was very generous and would show extreme obedience to his mother. And because of the obedience to his mother, Allah glorified and exalted is he um, honored him. So then um, this chapter goes on, but um, what Imam Suleiman does is he focuses on the, the, the former part of that um, explanation about why Awas, when he asked, um Allah be pleased with him, Vasagani, about suffering from leprosy, but to leave a coin-sized um, yeah. piece of leprosy on him. And I just thought, I couldn't, again, you know, <laughs> so I, I, you know, the amazing, amazing people and, you know, the, the pious people that have passed, um, you know, in our history, because I know when I'm ill and I'm asking, yeah. Allah, please, like, I just can't, you know, alleviate me from this pain or whatever it is. I've never stopped to think that actually just keep a little bit. So I remember that in that pain, I came close to you. I remember in that pain, I was in need of you. I mean, I don't know how many of us would have the... Um, goodness me like there's such high iman to be able to you know say no no i want to keep a little bit of it just remind you that like, i don't think even having read this it just you know i get really really emotional because i think yeah i mean subhanallah like, it's just so much to learn from from the people of the past that you know that they even wanted to keep some of the hardship with them yeah um, so yeah i really want to share that one no no that is it. i mean and that's true i mean i guess um in today's given time the what the trials and troubles that we faced with the, all the lockdowns and COVID and and you know people dying, it's it's quite relevant really as well because you know everyone's just we just ask you know remove it, take us away from this, get rid of this virus, get rid of this illness, and we're not actually sitting back and thinking actually hold on, what has this virus you know because I was talking to somebody um, earlier this week and uh, she was just saying that you know. Uh, God's merciful. So why is the why do we have the virus? And I said, look, we we can't question why it's come to us and why it's happened. We should try and see the good that's come out of it. You know, the families that have reconnected, the you know, um, people have changed their jobs because they realise that actually I'm in a job that I don't like. I want to be with my family. And you know, um, I just went took the kids to the dentist yesterday, and our dentist has changed. And I said, oh, you know, he's left. And they said, yeah, he's decided to become a chef. You know, he just had a career change totally. And I was like, wow, you know, so, you know, um, it all, as well as it being hard and, you know, sadly losing all those people that we have lost, there has been some good. And I think we should try and focus on the good that's come out of this and see that that's Allah's mercy and that's Allah's, you know, blessings to us all because we only saw that because of the hardship and the difficult we faced. If we didn't have that, none of this goodness would have come out of it. So I think that um, I'm conscious of time, um, Imana, but I did want to just mention this one last prayer, um, which is on page 61, um, and it's number 15, the prayer of a tree. Um, um, and it's basically talking about being closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when in prostration. Um, and actually, this has really um, stuck with me um, uh, because... You can just, I mean, now when I uh, read my salah, I'm I'm actually reciting the name of Allah, which is um, Al-Ghafur, um, which is the one who forgives um, and the forgiving, the pardoner. So I read that in abundance. And you are in your closest, your communication, you are connecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you are in salah. But when you are in prostration, you are very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when I read and heard that, I thought, wow, and... And this is something that I thought I need to, you know, really make 
make use of that moment. You know, it's something we took for granted. But when I read that dua, that the prayer of a tree, where it's actually saying that you're, when you're in prostration, you are closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at that moment. You know, it's like ask for anything that you want to ask for in that given moment and, you know, really utilize that moment that you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I just wanted to mention that because that really resonated with me. You know, it just when he says um, you are the closest to Allah in your prostration. So when you go into prostration, that's the time to make that special prayer. Yeah. And that's such a beautiful way to end um, today's show. And I think it is that thing of just taking those moments. Um, and you can go in frustration again at any time. As soon as you feel that you need Allah, you need that connection. You know, definitely the sujood is a beautiful, beautiful um, thing that we, we've been given, I guess, uh, through our faith. Um, so thank you so, so much, Neelam, for your time this morning and for that beautiful discussion. We were talking about Prayers of the Pious by Dr. Omar Suleiman. Um, definitely, you know, purchase um, this book if you don't already have it. Um, and I will be back, inshallah, um, next week with a new guest and a new book. Um, and But in the meantime, of course, please do keep um, myself, Neelam, Inspire FM team in your du'as. And we will see you shortly, inshallah. As-salamu alaykum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.